It's the Nighttime Show podcast live from West Hollywood uh, with our incredible special guest today. Uh, you know his work from the films. Uh, Nixon, Romeo and Juliet, his, the show Law and Order, Dick Tracy, one of my favorite films of all time, and of course, Goodfellas. And we have with us his incredible uh, the better half, uh, the Emmy-winning talk show host and actress, uh, they have a brand new book coming out right now. You can get it. Uh, Pino, Pasta, and Parties. We got Dee Dee and Paul Sorvino, everyone. Woo! Oh, yeah, yeah. And thank you so much for having us in your home. Your home is gorgeous. It's thank absolutely you. gorgeous. Beautiful. And uh, let, let's just talk about this this place. It's uh, the colors of in. the book, you may notice. Absolutely. It is. It's the same <laughs> colors. Oh, I love it. I love it. It all kind of <laughs> goes together. Uh, it's It's got these beautiful, rich, uh, deep reds. Well, and, you know, uh, when they wanted to, I redid it about seven, eight years ago, and they, they shot a designer toward me, right? And he said, okay, we're going to put this here, and we're going to put some gray. I said, hold it. Here's a thousand dollars. Thank you very much. Please go away. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and uh, I designed it. So yeah? I'm, I'm also an artist. Wow. Yeah. I so mean, I your designed sculptures all of it. are un. Uh, we can use some language, but they're unfucking believable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. Oh, I like the show. They're unbelievable. They're they're My gorgeous. Kind of show. They're they're Thank gorgeous you. pieces of work. Thank I you. mean. Uh, the you have Jackie Robinson. Yes, over that there. was my latest one. That is incredible. Who else? Who else is over there? I'm seeing. There's a couple other ones. Well, uh, not people of note. The uh, the Roman head was a was uh, unless you're Italian, you wouldn't know him from Italy. Sure. His name was Teo Mamukari. He was a co-star of mine in an Italian movie called Witches uh, uh, to the North. Um, he's a famous comedian over there, and he commissioned me to do his mm-hmm. portrait. Oh That's my about God. 17, 18 years ago. And then um, you've got beautiful ones that are on the balcony. Yeah, well, as then well. there's the boxer out there called and still champion. Then there's lovers out there. I know, um, but let's tell everyone about lovers. So we live in this big, beautiful building, <laughs> and when you get off the elevator, you see this great big naked guy's butt. <laughs> I love it. And <laughs> it's right when you get off the elevator. It's yeah. hilarious, but it's beautiful. And what we kept thinking, someone's going to complain. We're in West Hollywood. No complaints. No complaints. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Genius. Uh, we'll take some pictures of, of them sure. so we can uh, post them so our, our yeah. everyone on is listening can know what we're talking about. Um, so before we get into talking about uh, career histories, let's just talk about the two of you. You guys are such a sweet, lovely couple. And you guys wrote this incredible book. Uh, it's got so many different uh, wonderful recipes in here. Now, these are recipes uh, that are uh, both of yours, or are they specifically Paul's, or, or how did you guys figure this, this out? Well, I've been cooking since I'm 12 years old. Sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of Italian-American men can cook. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that is so. It just is. And... Uh, so it was very natural to me. I learned how to do it at an early age. And I'm the one who did the cooking in this marriage. My wife uh, used to make reservations for dinner. <laughs> you know, she, what are you going to make true. for dinner? Reservations. And, uh, and I'm like, we're eating home again? What? Yeah, she didn't like this business. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, well, what is that? We're, 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 we're like not going out tonight? <laughs> no. So we, uh, that changed I would very say quickly. our restaurant bill was about 10000 a month, right? Oh we were going, God. you know, you keep going out to good restaurants. You, you sure. See that adds up. Especially if you like really good wine and really good food. And we do. So, of course. But the point is, um, uh, Didi got this idea. Uh, and said, you know, we should do a cookbook. I said, well, I've thought of it. 
but it never came to fruition. She said, but I've got an idea for it, because she's the one with all the ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, she, yeah, she's the real smart one. I'm <laughs> real smart, but she's real smarter than I am. <laughs> uh, and I'm the smartest guy I know. But so. when you can cook and act... And sculpt and play piano. Yeah, yeah it's right. enough already. Brilliant. But I don't He's a brilliant have to man. be smart. I can be just like I am. But, no. So, uh, anyway. Okay, by, by the way, before we get in trouble, oh, he's sure. imitating a character he did called yes. Dummy. Yeah. And yes. it was a deaf lawyer. It was a deaf lawyer. He talked like this. And well, I had to speak in the way of left lawyer. Well, when I was growing up, my uh, my mom would always say, "You can, you don't have to do the dishes as long as you sit and play the piano." That's nice. And so uh, that has worked out great mm-hmm. for my girlfriend, who's always like, "Why are you not cleaning up your dishes?" <laughs> I was like, "Because I'm playing the piano." Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it does not. My work mother for was her. a piano teacher, and she was a great pianist herself. But. Uh and of course, yeah. we have a big piano in oh, our home. Oh, your piano and is gorgeous. Paul plays very well, and he does everything well. He is the true Renaissance man. You know, a lot of people say that, and you know they're not. Yeah. But Paul really is. I mean, he's the guy. And Paul just won the Lifetime Achievement Award, given him by the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. Amazing. He's the man. Amazing. He's the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sang. This, oh, did you really? Yeah, what did sure. you say? It was did really fun. Sing? sing a little, honey. Well, uh, I, you know. Uh, Tell him the story about, you know. You know well, the thing. Uh, I'll tell the story. Please, tell the story. <laughs> <coughs> You'll like the it. The story is that in Naples, uh, over 100 years ago, after a rainstorm, there was a lyricist, um, a poet, uh, journalist, and he was noticing how beautiful the air is after a rainstorm in Naples, and the sun comes out, and it's really beautiful. The air is clean. It's like festive. It's in, Naples has special air. I can't explain it, but there's a, the, the combination of the the Gulf of Naples, you know, the, the the Bay of Naples, and somehow all the rest of it just works that the air is is almost, you can almost taste it. It's it's incredible. I love so, it. So uh, he was looking at this, and he happened to glance over next door at his neighbor next door, and in the window sat a little beautiful little blonde girl with the long blonde uh, curly hair and big blue eyes, about seven or eight years old. And he said, the sun in the sky is beautiful, but the sun that comes from this child's face is my son. So his name was Capurro, and uh, the song is O Sole Mio, which means my son. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the little girl was my Aunt Louisa. Wow. Oh, really? nice oh story. my God. So I yeah. give you a few notes of it because I'm not in the best voice today. Please. <laughs> I'm from the tree. I'm from the tree. I'm from the His voice has no voice today, though. Amazing. Wow. You never think, sometimes you wake up in the morning and you go, God, you know what? I would love to hear this. Could you imagine every day waking up and hearing this? That would be incredible. I get serenaded every day on the luckiest woman in the world. I cook for her and sing for her. She learned how to cook, and now she's cooking for me. I love it. I love it. And now you have this incredible book. Now, wait, where did you guys meet? How did you guys meet? Because I hear this is a good story. You guys met on the Phil. Neil Cavuto. Neil Cavuto show. Yep. On Fox News, 
And Paul was there, and he was, he's known as the Reagan Democrat. Not really political, <laughs> but this was an issue he felt strongly about. So he was there, and then he got up, and I took his seat. And then in the green room, he started stalking me. Well, I look, and I looked at <laughs> And he did a very good job. Her. I saw her. <laughs> and this beautiful, gorgeous brunette, these incredible blue eyes. And she sat on this blue peri- periwinkle blue dress, and I saw an aura around her. Now, you don't know me, but I assure you, I'm not an aromatherapy kind of guy. <laughs> right. You know, I'm from Brooklyn. Uh, my family is noble, but I'm, I'm a guy from Brooklyn. I, it, if it is, it is, and if it ain't, it ain't. Right, What's yeah. this aura crap? You know, what are we talking about? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I actually saw it. So this is the MS, as my Jewish friends would say. This is reality. I actually saw an aura around her. Wow. And the words that came to my mind were just this. That's for me. Wow. <laughs> And I Not started talking to her. That's for me. <laughs> That's for me. <laughs> I and I started that. talking to her, and uh, we all went over to the restaurant after that, and I just put the move on her, which I never do. I'm an mm-hmm. old-style gentleman. I don't What's the move? Well, here was the move. We're talking. I'm talking to her. I put right next to her, right? Right. Make sure uh-huh. nobody gets anywhere near closer her. Closer and closer and closer. And closer. I'm talking, and I'm <laughs> noticing I'm not getting a bad reaction, and I think she likes me, right? So I put my arm around her, and I like this. And I didn't get a smack. Yeah. And Which I'm, usually would happen. I'm not that kind of guy. I never do this. This is involuntary. <laughs> and I looked at her, looked at her. And about two minutes later, I did this. I leaned over and kissed her Whoa! on the lips. Wow. Just like that. Amazing. And I didn't get a punch. I didn't get a smack. I didn't get a get out of my face. I didn't get masher. Call the cops. Anyone who knows yeah. me would tell you, I would kick you in the balls for that. <laughs> oh, sure. But See, Paul, I, what can I do? You know, magical. he's just for our something about him. Back to back episodes with dating advice. <laughs> the last one was from Jesse Haven. Yeah, this is much better. <laughs> I wouldn't advise better. this. <laughs> much better. And I've never done anything like that before. I don't go to parties to which I'm not invited. Sure. I'm mm-hmm. not that uh, kind of guy. Yeah. But I just couldn't help myself. And it just never stopped. I kept calling her and going, and it was just never stopped. You know what? I uh, I learned that lesson the hard way. Have you ever been to a party you weren't invited to? <laughs> <laughs> mm, I think I went one. I remember one. Yeah? Yeah. What was, I what went was with it? a friend. It was awful. It was not good. <laughs> People are looking at me. I said, Let's get out of here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, got I don't in, think you've ever been to a party no, no. that you've been invited oh, to. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot, Matt. You said party, party crasher. crasher. <laughs> uh, no, I had, a, uh, I had an incident happen where uh, I, I had heard that Adam Sandler was going to have a big Christmas party because he used right. to have these big Christmas parties. And I was like, I want to go because I can meet wonderful people. But meet, like, that would be a really exciting thing for me. I was still kind of green. And, uh, and so I told a, uh, uh, a friend of mine, and he was like, you know, there's a woman that works in accounting, and she's looking for, uh, you know, she has like an extra ticket. This is not going to go well. <laughs> she, she'll she'll, take, she'll take you. Nothing good comes out of accounting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then his daughter told her that I was interested in her. And she was oh uh, she was about forty years older than me, <laughs> and she asks she gets on the phone. She goes, "Okay, well you're gonna pick me up and take me to this party." Oh my and gosh. I was like, "Or we could just meet there." And she goes, <laughs> "No, you're gonna pick me up and take me for dinner." Take and my then, walker. And I was like, oh, okay. And so then we go and we get there, and uh, the entire time she's walking around, she's going, "This is the guy I told you oh about." My and my like, He's a little young for it, and it's super uncomfortable. <laughs> and then she walks up to Adam Sandler and she goes, Adam, this is the man I was telling you That's about. Hysterical. And he just looks at me and just goes, 
yeah, good, uh, good yeah. for you there. Good <laughs> for you. And I was like, good on you. I'm never doing this again. This is the worst possible <laughs> of course. idea. Yeah, yeah, she hated me afterwards. Um, well, speaking hate, of hate, yeah. I have to tell you this. I worked at the White House, and I dealt with celebrities and actors, and I said, I cannot stand these people. Who did you work They're, at the White House under? Who was uh, the... President Bush. Oh don't God. hate me. No, I don't I love hate. President I don't Bush. Hate. That's amazing. In West Hollywood, it's like 99%. We hate you if you are not way, way liberal. But anyway, <laughs> that's what I did. I mean, you know. But that's what I did. I worked with celebrities. I said, I can't stand these people. They are the worst. They are so difficult. They're like children. What am I going to do? You know, it's all about them, blah, blah, blah. And then I end up marrying one. I love and I it. live in West Hollywood. I tell you, this man... I, he he's just something about him that you can't resist. Well, we knew mm-hmm. that uh, that uh, during Obama, like Obama had celebrities that were coming around. Well, yeah, you know, of course, he's a liberal, he's a Democrat. They yeah, dig him. Who? What celebrities were coming around during Bush? Because Bush, although <laughs> it's a different uh, crowd, different uh, different time period. No rappers. Bush, no rappers. Very very funny though. He had a good sense of humor. And President Bush real. is fabulous. He's uh, the best guy. I worked on the campaign end of the White House. The nicest guy you will ever meet. Funny. Interesting. He says a lot of silly stuff. But he too. wants to, but though. He's, he's a silly guy. He's a silly guy. Like that's that, his I, personality. Look, I always thought he was a very funny, like kind of a very funny kind of guy. And we used to talk about him on stage and do bits about him. Oh, you did? Oh, oh of yeah. course. I do. You that. insulted my president. Oh, no, no. I would do like a whole, like, uh. uh What's your Aladdin impression joke? of him? Did oh, you do an impression? <laughs> what was the joke? I would say. It was um, the uh, Aladdin uh, bit. <laughs> we have found Osama bin Laden. <laughs> he's hiding. In a village called Agrabah. <laughs> I know this because I saw a movie called Aladdin. <laughs> he has a parrot like for a friend, and he, and he's changed his name to Jafar. It was like it was just a That's bad very Aladdin good. joke. Yeah. Bravo! Thank you. Very good. I, mean, it was, I, lo- I just I thought it was so funny. He's I real. was hoping that Gore would get in because I had a drop dead imitation of Gore. <laughs> I will work for you. <laughs> I love it. Again, you could have had Alex Baldwin's job on the White House. Tell him, do that your Kissinger thing. the whole point thing. about Dr. Kissinger, if you notice. Oh, yeah. No, you, you played Kissinger in Nixon, yeah. which was a huge I'm movie. I the glasses that I wore in the movie. Oh, my God. These are <laughs> the glasses where uh, Dr. Kissinger, the same company where he gets his, and I got them to avoid his in the, in oh the movie. my God. Now, how much prosthetics did you wear? Because you a looked lot. so a much lot. like Henry Kissinger then. Oh, I know. I, do, I had a, a, a wonderful uh, makeup guy from Canada, Gordon, who's like an innovator. It was a, uh, a nose, but a made of uh, silicone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had false eyebrows. I had uh, lenses to lighten my eyes, or brown eyes. Um, I wore these glasses, of course. I wore a lip plumper, which pushed my lips out a certain <laughs> wow. way. And a wig. Really? I was unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. My daughter walked right by me. Really? Set, walked right by me, didn't know me. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, you were in that with Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was he like to work with? Did you? Did well, you he's a great actor. We all know that. Uh, he's a wonderful colleague. You couldn't, there's nothing, uh, you know, he's a terrific colleague. Yeah. yeah. And James Woods was in that, right? Woods is yeah. a, an and old friend of mine. Tell oh, them yeah. what Powers the, booth. Oh. Tell him what the, the boy said about you. When I James Woods. No, oh, tell him. No, it's good. Tell him. It happened. Uh, he won't care. <laughs> you know what? Not hanging, but it's very self-aggrandizing. That's what you, you know. It's okay. All right, anyway, <laughs> he, we were on the set, and he said, uh, I don't like to say this. He said, uh, I was with the guys last night. I said, what guys? <laughs> said, James you know, said this. You know, uh, Bobby and Al and, you know, Bob De Niro and mm-hmm. sure, Al Pacino. Yeah. These are the guys. I mean, these are all friends. I've you know, yeah, known for yeah. many, many Come years. On. And he said, we were talking about the great actors. I said, oh, good, good. 
I'm not biting in any of this because I don't know what the hell he's going to yeah. say. And uh, he said, uh, well, who mentioned this? Who mentioned that? And then Al pipes up and says, there's one guy uh, who uh, is great and nobody knows how good he is because he makes it look so easy. And then Bobby said, oh, you mean Paulie? <laughs> wow. So, wow. I love it. So it's yeah, kind of nice. Praise. You know, Very we have good. a mutual yeah. admiration society. Those two guys uh, and I, we've been around a long time and yeah. worked with each other. And, well, you and guys also made Goodfellas. Uh, one of the great, yeah, one of the greatest one of great movies of all time. Of all time. Yeah, mm-hmm. Goodfellas is, I mean, it's, it's so influential. Tell him that Ray Liotta and Slap. But you worked with, but you worked with Al before that on. Uh, I've worked the, with three or four movies with Al. Yeah, mm-hmm. you did uh, the park uh, in the. Uh, Panic and Needle Park. Panic and Needle Park. We did. Yeah. Uh, we did um, Cruising, yeah. Uh, Dick Tracy, Tracy, yeah. Oh. And I, there may be another one, but I don't remember. But he, Al, is one of the most intelligent guys, you know, because he doesn't. We don't get to know actors because we see them in their roles, and yeah. they leave big impressions. Like everybody thinks I'm a gangster, you know. Yeah. They don't <laughs> think I play gangsters. They think I am a gangster. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. meanwhile, I'm a poet and a sculptor and an opera singer and a director and a writer and many many things. None of them is gangster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he is a very very intelligent man. We talked one day for three hours, just he and I, on the set. And I was amazed by his in-depth intelligence. Mm-hmm. And we really communicated beautifully. We've been friends for a long, long time. Yeah. Who, Al? Yeah. Al, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we saw him at the Beverly Hills Hotel maybe, I don't know, it was a couple, couple months, months ago. ago. yeah. The nicest guy. And he was always oh, just standing by himself actually on the phone. And he saw Paul, and he made him beeline. And he is the nicest, warmest. You know. So <laughs> great. So we have great. great respect for each other. Yeah. Oh, I, I think no there's doubt. no better actor on the planet than Al Pacino. He's other just, than Paul Servino. Well, yeah. but, but Al's agree. second. Al, Al is yeah. a fantastic actor. Rangy, fantastic actor. No. You, look, well, look, look at, you look at the, uh, uh, the, uh, the Godfathers, and you mm-hmm. look at how good he is in those. It's, it's astonishing. It's so he actually outacts Brando in that, frankly. He's yeah. more true. Brando yeah. was the greatest actor we ever had. But by the time he did Godfather, as far as I'm concerned, he was a little off his game. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he didn't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, I think whereas you and Al, Al Pacino are both better than him. Al I mean, he was. was good, There's but. guys like Al where you watch them and you can see, you can, they put, it looks like they put so much yeah. work Al into Al Pacino was so good. So much energy in there. And, yeah. and, uh, and you like, you, you, and then there's guys like, like guys like De Niro, who it's so it feels so natural. It feels like mm-hmm. it's just happening as it's happening. Well, there's a great gift. Yeah, they're yeah. both great actors. They're both no question actors. about it. Pacino is so good it makes Jack and Jill all that much more shocking. God, that was <laughs> that was one of my favorite bizarre bad movies we went to go see in the yeah, theater. We've, yeah, we we I made. Matt Walker. This has been my friend for about 14 years. I'm sorry. I, I know. God, tell me about it. <laughs> he should be apologizing. You should be apologizing to him. I mean, to yeah, he should be apologizing. Yeah. From uh, no, I should apologize. Somebody should apologize. One of us should apologize. I'm sorry. Point. I'm hearing this. Yeah, long story short, I yeah, you, this is it's, unfortunately we have to listen to all of this anyway. Know, is this going to end? Really? <laughs> I used to take uh, Matt to go see the worst movies that that were in the theater. That was like the thing that we did every yeah. month. I would take him to the worst. 
possible movie <laughs> yes. screening, and then I would make them write reviews about it, and we would <laughs> talk about it. And, and uh, one of the worst uh, I think ever made uh, was Jack and Jill, which I was never an saw. Adam, yeah. Adam Sandler movie where he Adam plays Sandler played his, his a brother and a sister. Yeah, he plays both. He and plays Al Pacino winds up falling in love with Adam Sandler oh, dressed no. as Adam and Sandler's Pacino sister. <laughs> does in the movie he does a, a commercial a song for Dunkin' Donuts? A commercial for Dunkin' Donuts. I remember that. He does a dance. He does a dance. Yeah, and he does a rap song. He goes, I'm. Al Pacino, I love the Dunkachino. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my and god, then at that's the great! But well, that was extraordinary. Commercial. I oh, yeah. thought, yeah, hysterical. And at the end of the commercial, it cuts, and it's just Al sitting with Adam, watching it on the screen, and Al goes, "No one will ever see this." <laughs> <laughs> and Adam goes, "Well, what if we?" And he goes, "No one will ever see this." I and that was it. I was like, "This is amazing." It was great. I mean, it's a great, you know, bad, it's a great funny, scene oh, in a terrible movie. Man, I love yeah. that stuff. Um, all right, so uh, yeah. Emmy Emmy winner, you're an Emmy mm-hmm. winner, my yeah. dear. Um, where, like, how? Where did do you, you keep the Emmy? Let's ask yeah, that. Yeah, where do you keep it's right it? Right over there. Emmy's right, right there. there. It's right, right there. there on the counter. Okay. It's on the counter. How did you make the leap from uh, the White House to uh, to being a talk show host? Well, I started in TV, and then I got into politics and back in TV. Mm-hmm. So I've always had a foot in both. And the show, the reason I won an Emmy is because I can fight off. Foreign Democrats and win, mm-hmm. and I did. I oh, never wow. lost. I never lost a battle. Never, right? That's right. You <laughs> watch and you'll see. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So you know. So then I married Paul, and and now I act. And mm-hmm. you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, Paul is the greatest actor in the world. So that's different. But to me, acting is so much easier because they tell you what to say, how to say it. Mm-hmm. They dress you. They do your hair. I mean, they do everything. What a lot for of you. baloney! It's yeah. true. It's so me, easy. Yeah. Next time, no, this no, is the no, biggest bunch of baloney. Show, it's not true. Let me tell you something. Hey, we talk did a movie. Is much harder. We did a movie that just won Best Picture at Juliet in a Florida film festival mm-hmm. uh, called um, uh, Price for Freedom. It's about the Shahs being deposed in mm-hmm. Iran and all of that. Sure, yeah. And it's a really true story, written by uh, Mark Benhuri, who was there, who was a dentist to him, and all that. Anyway. Oh uh, I'm Reagan playing the Shah. I look nothing like the Shah. I look as much like the Shah as you do. All right. Right. Yeah. And he's about you know he'd make a, he'd make about four of us. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. For, no. He, yeah. We'd make four of him. Yeah. Uh, right. So so I'm doing it. And they say, well, who's going to play the Queen? You know. And the director said, well, how about your wife? I said, well, yeah, why not? And but of course she doesn't look. Well, they made her up. To actually yeah, look. Do I look Persian? Mm-hmm. No, not at well, all. She I'm looked as like white a, as I mean, a ghost. she looked <laughs> exactly the part. She looked very Whoa, much like her. The really? woman was a beautiful woman. So yeah. the, the hair, when she did it, it was very believable. Anyway, she comes, we have one scene together, or two scenes actually. And the one scene we have, I'm a little worried about it for her because it's an emotional scene. He doesn't it would, think I can do it. It would require a, a, a seriously trained uh, actress. I mean, this is not fooling around yeah. because it's the time when he's, sit- he's sitting at the piano they have me there not playing and he's just saying what will happen to my children that's what he looked at the mm-hmm. people of Iran as and he's he's really despondent and uh, the queen comes in and sits next to him that's her and she's got to join in this and I'm close to tears and I said to her my queen and she said, my king. And she starts crying. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did the scene. We finished the scene. I said, what? <laughs> where? What? Hello? Where, wow. Where did that come from? She said, that's what I was supposed to do, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm telling you. 
And every time she's been on the mo- in the movie set, she played this tough bitch, tough cookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mall, was real gang, hard to do. Gang, my 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 mall, you know, my gun mall. <laughs> oh yeah, I get and it. she just Great ate part. up the screen, and she just whatever you give her to do. She just does it. She says, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. It's easy because you don't have to think of anything. I think you, and she can think of anything. I know, love so, I mean, it. So point being a lot of fun. that and she Pa-Mix is so easy. extraordinary as an actress, you'd think I'd have to train her. I didn't train her at all. I didn't do anything. I just suggested something, and that was it. It was over. I love it. You guys are so supportive of each other. Yeah, that's the yeah. coolest thing well, in the world. Well, don't forget, we're both actors, so we pretend that we uh-huh. really <laughs> love each other. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and we, we can convince anybody of that. You know that. Yes. <laughs> Hey, Steven, you look like you got the shit kicked out of you. Oh, God, dude. I, I really did. I got the shit kicked out of me. The other day, I had to fight an MMA yeah. fighter at, as part of like this big serious XM thing. And, uh, and and he beat the living shit out of me. I had to last 30 seconds, mm-hmm. and I was out in 17 seconds. Fuck. So I've been like super sore and mm-hmm. like laid up for like the last two days. Does just anything make TV. you feel better? Uh, the only thing that's made me feel better is Fireball whiskey. Like I've been drinking Fireball for like the last couple of days, and mm-hmm. I feel a thousand times <laughs> yeah. better because I, you know most mostly because you can't feel no pain after you've been drinking that Fireball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you just like it's sip just, on it all day oh and just have a nice God. time. It was terrific. It's been very very helpful in my recovery from getting the living shit beat out of me. <laughs> okay. So uh, so yeah, the, so that's what's been going on, but. Uh, 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 fireball whiskey, you know, it'll keep you feeling good. Anyways, uh, let's get back to the show. All right, well, let's go back. I'm going to go back uh, in history to a couple of my favorite. Uh, my back fa- couple in history. Of- back Nazi- in history. Nazi troops spreading over Poland. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in Bertus Garden, the Fuhrer, Ava, Ga- Ava Braun, was doing her push ups, knowing that the Fuhrer disliked fat in any form. The 1947 Cadillacs are on display. This is Westbrook Van Voorhees. <laughs> my God, amazing. Uh, let's talk about can we talk about dick tracy a little bit because it's one of my uh favorite movies of all time it's a hell of a movie god it's so yeah. funny no, he's Such so inventive warren Beatty cool movie is so inventive and so brilliant you know he was a banker he was a cornell educated very smart guy yeah everybody knows he's a smart guy he's a great writer a great director one of the very very best i've, I've worked with 200 directors maybe more maybe 300 uh, but he i've never I think he is on my list in the top three directors of all time that I've worked with. Wow. And um, Scorsese is, of course, one. He, he's the other. I won't mention the other because there's going to be a few who will be insulted. So sure, that's a it. mystery. So. I get it. But um, but here's something I want to mention go ahead. that you'll find interesting and most people don't know. Paul was offered the part in Big Boy before Al Pacino. He wrote it for me, actually. He wrote it for him. Wow. And Paul didn't take it just for scheduling or something. But Paul would have been a great big boy, you know. But just so you know, that was Paul's part. Yeah, he wrote it. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, I totally get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I what what was that set like? I mean, those are. I mean, well, every yeah. single person on there is just. I mean, Hoffman's in there. What and, a what a. Oy vey. What a Madonna what a, and what a all group. these amazing yeah. people. Paul yeah. loved Madonna. She was great. Yeah, we had a well, she first, was so nice. She was giving me a little bit of hoity-toity, and I just cut her dead. <laughs> really? I cut. <laughs> I didn't even look at her. And all of a sudden, she didn't like that. So she started puppying up, and we became very good friends. <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. For whatever reason, she didn't like me at the beginning. That can happen. What was she doing? Who knows? I don't know what, but she was just kind of 
you know, playing the, the, the Madonna role, you know? Yeah, And sure. I'm playing Fuck You, you know, you don't impress yeah. me. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> and through that, and very, rather quickly, after about a half an hour, we became very good friends and have been very good friends. We, we, she's, a, she's a terrifically talented human being. Mm-hmm. She is, uh, people don't know the depth of, you know, she was a ballet dancer. She's, that's yeah. why that rhythm is, and her dancing is so great. Yeah. So she's extremely talented and deserves all of her uh, accolades. So she's when you were it. slurping the oysters, yeah. that was not acting on her part when she was disgusted with you. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. So you were nice after that. That's good. with it. I was <laughs> slurping the oysters, right? She said, you make me sick when you eat. I said, you didn't use it. She said, that was because you wasn't a dirigible. But it was, it was funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I was, of course, it wasn't uh, oysters. It was uh, gelatin. You know? Oh, yeah. Gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, couldn't, yeah. couldn't eat all those oysters. <laughs> yeah. I said, I'll oh. die on the set. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Uh, we, were, uh, we were just interviewing Walter Koenig from Star Trek. Yes. Uh, great, great actor. Yes. And in his house, he, has a, he had a sculpture of flat top. Uh, yes, from Dick Tracy. Yes, sitting on his uh, really? like on a table, and I went, "That's flat top from from Dick Tracy," mm-hmm. and he was like, "It's yours," and he gave it to me, yeah. and it's yeah. signed by the by the sculptor from the movie, and it's sitting in my living room. You gotta be kidding! You wouldn't yeah. believe this. Th- I mean, it's I mean, it's small. It's a small sculpture, but yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was wow. like, "Yeah." And then when we got we got uh, when you got you know booked on the show, I was like, "When you guys got booked, I was like, this is uh, talking yeah, about Dick Tracy. Talk about yeah. Dick Tracy. Yeah, yeah, big fan. I used to sit around and draw like caricatures of all the characters really? from it because I was oh mm-hmm. I was it, it it came out right around that time and you know when you're a kid and you're you're I was a I was probably a teenager when it came out and I was like. You know, just the just the, how cool it was, and and it was so you know uh, hyper reality, yeah. like That so heavily stylized. I I was a I was a big. It was big one of those first and... big movies to come out where they brought back an old character that hadn't been at the forefront. Yeah, the that one and the Rocketeer, which you were yeah. in, also yeah. was a huge deal to me as a kid. Like that's still one of those pieces where I'm. I will at some point own one of those Rocketeer helmets. Like I will <laughs> find one. I'll get it up yeah. on the wall. But that's like you know th- that was those were big. Those are big fantasy yeah, cool movies. They don't make stuff uh, like no. that as much as they were. Well, now it's Marvel characters, yeah. very technological, very huge. Those were actual stories. Yeah, that were With not dependent on yeah. all of those effects. Yeah. Say your fa- mm-hmm. say my favorite line, almost my favorite line of all time from the Rocketeer. I know yes. you know what it is. Of course. You know. Go get him, kid. No. <laughs> about being American. Oh. I may not make ever. an honest buck, but I'm 100% American. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. That's the best thing. Uh-huh. And I start shooting the Tommy gun. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. Let's, uh, I, got, oh, I got another one for you. Uh, uh, eh. 1977, Oh God, George oh, Burns. Oh, my gosh. Can you, ta- can you tell us a sure. little bit about Burns? Yeah. Do you have any Burns well, stories? Sure. Well, the, uh, I can tell you one. It's a little ribald. Uh, <laughs> I was smoking cigars in those days, and smoking a cigar, and he said, uh, uh, "What, what, what, what did you pay for that cigar?" <laughs> I, I said uh, five dollars, which was now like thirty dollars, mm-hmm. you know, in today's money. And uh, he said, five dollars. If I pay five dollars for something, I want to fuck it." <laughs> that's the first thing that he said to me that's the very first thing he said to so me. sorry to the Burns family uh, no, no, he, no Burns he was a great well, he's gone. I know. he was a wonderful <laughs> guy I mean that's, he, yeah, but he no, was just ribbled you know he was and he was yeah. uh, he, he was asked about you know he was um, uh, seen with young girls and he said what's it like to uh, 
try to make uh, love to a young girl. He says, it's like trying to play pool with a rope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's great. He was uh, the best. Oh, I love it. Tell but him that how was you a got lot of fun. Part. I was going, not going to do that. Huh? Tell him how you got the part. Oh, well, this was... Um, I had been fooling around with characters all my life, so I'd preachers and stuff like that, Southern preachers. And, and I heard that... Uh, and I had done... My first movie was with Carl Reiner. It was Oh God. Oh. Not Oh God. It was, um, it was called um, Going Ape Now. It was called then Where's Papa? Oh, yeah. With okay. The, yeah, night, that's... With yeah. George Siegel and Chris Vanderbeer and Ruth Gordon. So we knew each other. We got along very, very well. My first movie, and he was really nice to me and really kind of understood me. Yeah. He got me. So then jump cut a couple of years, a few years and I had now started a co-star and star in movies. And uh, uh, so I heard that he was going to do this movie called Oh God with a preacher in it. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want to do that. And so I said, here's what I'm, I'm going to go to. I, I flew down to Florida from New York. He was at a hotel, and I went to stay at the hotel. I've never done anything like this before, but I wanted that role very much. And I found him on the golf course. I said, Carl. He said, Paul, what are you doing here? I said, I'm stalking you. Uh <laughs> I said, very good at stalking. You're going to do. <laughs> Love it. You're actually the only times I've done it are you and him. That's oh, it. Oh, what an honor. Well, I'm good with it, but, you know, His anyway. first marriage, the Carl Reiner, was very short. <laughs> <laughs> so Carl and I were married for a couple of years. <laughs> and, uh, no. and you got both parts that you wanted. Both, but yeah. So what happened? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so now I, I said, you're doing a guy's got to be a preacher. I want that role. He said, oh, Paul uh, Rip is doing it for me, you know, Rip Torn. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. And I said, well, that's really a shame because, Carl, I've wanted to do that kind of role for many years. He said, you're doing it. Just like that. Wow. wow. Poor Rip. He got uh, <laughs> iced out of the role, but he said, you're doing it. And Rip Torn was a great, I don't know yeah. if he's still alive, a very great character actor. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's amazing. Uh, a great character actor and one of the greatest. And he said, you're, as soon as I did it, I said, I want to tell you, Carl, I flew down here to see you. And he said, you're doing it. <laughs> oh my Just like that. Just Amazing. that fast. Amazing. And so when I did it, uh, then they sent me the script, and I turned it down. He said, well, are you turning it down? I said, well, nothing happens at the Shriner thing. And uh, so I was on the phone with, uh, with Carl and Jerry Weintraub. They were all upset that I wasn't going to do it. And uh, Weintraub said, look, I'll give you, uh, Carl said, you have to write that. How he knew I could write, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I used to be, I was a very prominent copywriter in advertising. Sure. I was a professional writer. So uh, so he said, you have to write that. I said, oh, I see. And, and Weintraub said, I'll give you an extra 5000 to write it, which in, once again is yeah. $25,000, yeah, $30,000 yeah. more. No joke, yeah. So I said, okay. And I wrote it. The sermon you see in Oh God, I wrote. The wow. Night before I did it. Oh my God. Love, let's wow. talk about love. Oh. You can love my new car. You can love your new dress. And you can love that little doggy in the window. But what am I talking about? <laughs> it's a whole thing. You know? Oh, my God. And I have a little good news. Mr. Torn is still alive. So okay. you know, yeah. Good. Oh, He's a good great news. actor. And <laughs> I, I, Rip, I'm sorry I took that role from you, but I'm sure you took a few from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are there guys like Rip that you've gone up against? Hackman. Hackman? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can see that. I took yeah. Slow Dancing in the Big City away from him. Mm-hmm. He and, and, uh, and his famous uh, Barracuda agent, I forget her name, she's a very famous... Uh, they went after that role so big, slow dancing in the big city. Sure. And they wanted it so bad. Hackman wanted it so bad. 
and uh, but I got it. So, uh, but he took a few others from me. So you know, was have you have, do you and him know each I other? I never met him. Never met him. Really? Wow. He's you retired know, now. He lives in Taos in uh, yeah. New Mexico. We were talking about this just recently, but there was a, a role that I went up against a guy for, and then I got the part, and then later he we went up against something else, and he got it, yeah. and I got drunk at <laughs> a party, which I don't drink. I don't think you should and go to parties not anymore. Not good at parties, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not good at drinking. Your party history is really not uh, it's impressive. It's not great. It's not great. And I, I got really drunk, and I went up to him, and I was like, Hey pal, good to see ya. Hey, remember that? Th- remember that sh- sh- move, uh, show? Guess what? I got it. So that's just. And he was like, "Great, good, good job, man." I go, "Well, no reason to get weird about it." <laughs> and then it just progressively got worse. Worse and worse. And I ended up a year later. I saw him a year later, and I was like. I am so sorry. And he was like, it's <laughs> fine. Don't worry about it. We've like made up since, but my God, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just, you know, jack- a total jackass. Well, a great actor I was up against for a role called uh, Made for Each Other was um, um, Paulie, you know, in, in, uh, in Rocky. Uh, uh, Burt Young. Burt Young. Oh, yeah. uh, and we were up for the same role. And we were both oh. way too young for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, I played Joe Bologna's father and made for each other. I'm four years younger than he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, but I got the role and he did not. But we became friends over the years. He's he's a wonderful. Mm-hmm. Fellow. And we just saw him like we just three saw weeks him ago. A, a month ago. Oh my God. Are there any roles God. that you didn't get that you look back and you're like, man, I wish I would have had that. Well, one I should have taken the one in, in uh, Big Boy. Big Boy. I should. Mm-hmm. That was a big mistake. I should have taken that. Uh, but that's about it. I mean, I would would have wanted certain other roles. It mm-hmm. didn't happen. But that's just the way it... Oh, no, wanna... tell him about Sonny. Oh, that. Oh, that yeah. was an interesting You'll story. Like you know, the Godfather. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. When I read the, the novel in one night, I said, this is for Marlon Brando. Nobody else can do this. Mm-hmm. So much power just in not saying yeah. a word. And then I said, boy, you're really so right for Sonny. Because as described in the book, he was six foot three, mm-hmm. roundish face, big, athletic, you know, big, strong yeah. guy. That was me. I, was, yeah. I had a... 33-inch waist, that was, you know, um, and I was, that was me. I was Sonny, Italian-American, and uh, I couldn't get an audition for it. So uh, I finally got an audition, but it was for Fredo, which is ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, that's like asking asking me to play the life of of, uh, Pee Wee Herman or something. Oh, my God. As silly as that. Wow. So, but the interesting part, it's an interesting story because I go to the, the audition I said, I don't really want this role. And the guy, there's a guy there playing, uh, reading for Michael. He looked a model. Mm-hmm. He really wasn't. And a guy across where you're sitting. And we do the first read through. And the guy is great. Uh, the guy sitting across from me is really great. And I was pretty good, you know. And uh, so Coppola says, uh, okay, let's do it again. And I, and I see he's not, not looking at me. I, I don't know why. And uh, we do it again. And he's talking to the other guy, and he's not. I said, Mr. Coppola, is there anything you'd like me to try differently? He said, Oh, uh, I think you'd be scared. I said, No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I got white knuckles already, you know, so <laughs> I, 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 I'm a heat seeking missile emotionally. Whatever you need, I got it now. Yeah. So I did it, and I go to shake his hand, he walks away from me. So we walk out into the corridor, this other terrific actor and I. And I said, I said, hi, you are, you're a really great actor. He said, so are you. 
I said, well, you'd never know it by what happened in that room. He said, I don't understand it. He said, I don't understand it. I said, wasn't I good? He said, you were great. I said, well, these are the things that happened. I said, my name is Paul Servini. He said, my name is Bob De Niro. <laughs> it was wow. Bobby. First meeting. He was helping read for the first Godfather. That's how he got the second Godfather. Wow. Wow. So, you know, and that was when Bobby wasn't known and nobody knew who he was. But I saw right away. I said, this is a great actor. Yeah. You could feel it. You see it. And we've been, had a mutual admiration society for a long time, uh, he and I. And anyway, uh, that was the story. And uh, the story behind it with Mr. Coppola is uh, uh, at a party a year before uh, uh, he another was with a young lady. Who was, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Another bad party another situation. Bad party. It was a pre-production party for room service, which I was in mm-hmm. sure. uh, on Broadway. And then I got fired by the star because I was taking too much attention from him <laughs> by doing nothing. By doing nothing. <laughs> Who was the star? I don't even want to mention it. All right. All right. Anyway. Um, um, and then so uh, this girl was paying all kinds of attention. I was there with my then wife who was pregnant and everything. I'm not even looking at this girl. I'm not interested. I'm a straight shooter. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And she's paying this attention to me. And I saw, I found out who he was. I sort of knew. And apparently he just hated me on the spot for that. And the, the notation after my audition from the secretary, who was a friend of my agent, said, I've got a really cryptic, a really strange thing. I said, what? He said, what he wrote next to your name. I said, what is it? He said, I love him and I hate him. <laughs> wow. And that's my history with Mr. Coppola. It's been a history of nothing. <laughs> wow. wow. I love him as actor, but I really hate him personally. So, wow. Him. You know, you've done almost 200 movies without him. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. I, no, I'm okay. just telling the truth, you know. God, that's good. amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What a situation. Truth. Well, he's, you know, he's, uh, what can I tell you? I don't want to go maligning the man, but oh, he's yeah. oh, come on. here and there a little <laughs> bit off, you know? Do you refuse yeah. to buy his wines now? You, huh? You're like, Coppola wines banned from the house? Is that what you do now? Well, actually, here and there, oh, I, won't buy, I won't buy a Coppola wine. That's not and Coppola. Paul's like, you know, every time he complains about it. But oh, he drinks it. We brought you a present. It's not Coppola oh, how wines. nice. This, this is... Uh, it's uh, from our home to your home. <laughs> Here, take this. You gotta well, open it. You gotta open it. All right. Well, um, that way you drink yeah. this. Now this is more my style. <laughs> oh yeah, Fireball. Uh, let's get out the let's get out the glasses. There you go. Fire, of course. Yeah, fireball whiskey. Uh, I love it. Get get your uh, it's it's a good party. It's a good little party starter. Party starter. And we yeah. know you need help with that. So absolutely, you know, we appreciate yeah. the party. Anytime. We appreciate the party favor. You can you can uh, <laughs> Paul. You can drink this and then tell us uh, more George Burns stories. <laughs> 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 well, and just so you know, I mean, get back to the book a little bit. Sure, please. We have yeah, ten. I'm gonna pop this signature open. cocktails mm-hmm. that she created. Yes, oh and they're great God. and they're strong. But one of them is the 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 good fella. Which, after you finish it, make sure there's some railings around. <laughs> oh, I, I oh, would really not doubt that. Strong. I would not doubt that at all. Oh, my God. I think we've got one pretty drink that isn't like that. And it's named after Paul's mother. God, it's mm-hmm. such Marietta a beautiful song. book, guys. This is a beautiful. Oh, are great. Look at this. It's gorgeous. Yeah, we had a ball Those doing it. Those have cleaned in a while, I think, honey. <laughs> Those long ones. I think the hey, little ones are Chef better. Filippo. It's Chef Filippo. Right, right up there. Right there. Yeah, you know Chef those, yeah. He was on yeah. our podcast. We well, just oh had Chef Filippo on the so podcast. Funny. This guy, Chef, Chef Filippo, Filippo Siniscali. 
Yeah. Yeah, we, he was on our podcast. Really? We, we had him, on. him down the street at uh, at uh, Beverly Hills. Yeah, because we had a He's translator. A great chef. Ah, right, right, right. Because oh, he doesn't great, really speak English, so we chef. had a translator. And then what we did with him was oh. we brought him a gift of a bunch of bad American junk food and made him eat it and give us his like fine, refined. Uh, he made impression. him eat like Pringles, sriracha and stuff Pringles. Like that. Oh, he was oh, not a yeah. fan. Oh, no, that's he just, awful. He just kept saying. <laughs> Sort of, sort of. Yeah. He consulted a yeah. little bit, but you know, he we consulted. were in Italy with them for three weeks. Yeah, we cooked with Chef Filippo in Balsano. Mm-hmm. See, this is more my style. Thank oh, you yeah. very there much. You know. I of really course, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, Paul. I don't know. I don't know. See, I like everything hot, and I like it spicy. Mm-hmm. But Paul, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if you like it I'm or a little not. more delicate. Not He's delicate, like, but we have a different so palate. Funny. I'm a little delicate. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Two kids, a good job, and now this. <laughs> Remember him? Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Bye Bye Birdie, uh, Paul Lind, <laughs> yeah, one, of Paul the, one of the greatest, man. So okay. let's make a toast. Yes. To, our, make to our new friend mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Friends, we'll take, our we'll new friends. We'll make a little thing. Hang on. Hang on. One second. Yeah. Hang on. Okay, well, we'll do it together. Ready? Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Huh? Yes. Go ahead. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> to, wonderful fr- to wonderful new friends. Indeed. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. 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 Whiskey's always a good idea. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, my eyes! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. By the way. It's very it's good. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Terrific. Well, here, here, awesome. here's the point. I'll make you eyes. <laughs> I got to tell you something. I, right. I want to tell you what the whole... I had a little drink. Little bit of a drink. See? Here's the point. The people think I have a drinking problem. <laughs> but what I have is a speech effect. <laughs> and it's very serious. And, um, what? What? Well, one of the drinks this you should probably mention good. is very mm-hmm. good, very isn't nice. it? We should probably mention is a drink called the Green Witch, and it's mm-hmm. made with absinthe. Yes. Which, oh, of yeah. course, what? you may or may not well, she know. She did all kinds of oh, research and oh. came up with these. It may, you may or may not know, but it was banned from the United States yeah. until not many years ago. And it yeah. brought, brought back in the early 90s, I want to yeah. say, because mm-hmm. it was around the time when I turned 21 where absinthe made a return to the U.S., and it was like a yeah. big thing that it was back and you like, poured over sugar. I don't think it's as and, it used to be. I don't know. No, it is. It well, is? I... You know, I oh, I've never had it. Not, it's not for me. I've no, never Paul, had it. So. Paul, it wasn't Paul's not favorite drink. Paul liked the Goodfellow very much, but the That's Green Witch, he's oh, like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> it is like a witch's brew. <laughs> oh, it's tough. Yeah. She also it's made things with moonshine. She oh, no, actually got moonshine. moonshine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, that's musket ball, isn't it? Oh, moonshine, sure. Moonshine? No, it's Appalachian Magic. Appalachian Magic. Do you make that in your bathtub and you're just... Oh, yeah. Mix oh, my God. Well, the was, chocolate chip was, biscotti was, looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was born in Appalachia. I was born mm-hmm. in Kentucky, so, you I, know. I married a mountain mama. Yeah, you really did. So, yeah. you know, just Except that she's the most sophisticated person on the planet. I love it. Where? So where did you grow up, my dear? Where did you grow up, Dee Dee? Well, born in Kentucky and then grew up in southern Indiana, just across the Ohio River. And our publicist, who happens to be in the room, mm-hmm. grew up right down the road from me in Norwood, mm-hmm. in that hood. So, yeah. I'll tell you, Roger Neal, this, this publicist, this fella right here, Feller. so handsome. So <laughs> handsome, this guy, with the clothes, the way this guy dressed. Well, He's you know, the best he dressed. He looks good He's until he's well next dressed. to his beautiful oh, wife, Lynn. His wife and then is it's gorgeous. Yeah, then it's all over. Yeah, I know. By the way, is your dance card filled? <laughs> uh, not not really. Will you no. save me a waltz? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay, thank you very much. <laughs> Anything for you. Yeah. And a rumba. <laughs> a nice rumba. I like the rumba. 
Well, so, we have a rum drink, As long too, as we just do same. Paul Lind impressions the entire oh, time. Oh, yes. <laughs> what about Charles Nelson we Riley? Come job, on. Two kids, and now this. <laughs> we had Bruce Valanche on the podcast, oh, yeah. and, and Bruce told us that uh, <laughs> that he got kiss booked on the Paul, Hall- Paul, Paul Lind, Lind Halloween, Halloween special, special yeah. and that Paul was like, I don't understand. Why would they want this, these guys to be on the show? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> and then and then uh, Kiss came out in all the makeup, and they and uh, and Gene, uh, Gene Simmons, Simmons did sticks the, out his tongue. the tongue thing. Yeah. And Paul turned to Bruce Valange and goes, "He's a star." <laughs> 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 Just the best. I love it. Uh, I love it. Um, so so a uh, little little bit of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, where in Southern uh, Indiana, just across the river, in thirty minutes. So always close to Kentucky, you know. And then worked at the White House, lived in D.C., and then New York, and that's mm-hmm. where I met Paul. And oh he brought God. me out of here. I never thought I'd be here. No way. Oh my God. Now, so in you, West Hollywood with an do actor. You guys, are you politically? Are you guys a little different politically? Do you yeah. do you argue about it or how do no. uh, not, not at all? Yeah, yeah. No, just, I couldn't care less. Yeah, yeah. Paul's. Apolitical for the most part, but he's good on guns. Sure. And I'm crazy oh, to the I'm right. Was a I'm, I'm way to the right. Right, so, right, yeah. So I love that. If he loves guns, I can deal with the rest. No, I, I, right. there's Hilarious. a lot of, I'm both. <laughs> I love it. You can't categorize me because that's why I can't be a member of any party or any, you know, hardly any club because I don't, I don't, I can't follow, I can't go to the party line. I just can't do it. Yeah, no, I can't. Uh, I could never be a politician because you're going to do and say things. I don't have to. So sure. one of the lucky things about being an actor and being self-employed is you don't have to answer to anybody except on the job. Yep. But you don't have to toe the party line. You know? I know. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. I didn't mean that. Lost my head. Won't no, I, I, get, I get it. I mean, you know. Uh, what about, uh, so uh, Paul, you were born in Brooklyn? Yes. Where in Brooklyn? Uh, in, uh, I, I was born in Kings County Hospital, which is, uh, I think, the borough, my brother and I were just talking about it. I think it's called, uh, it's near Borough Park, and I was raised partially in Borough Park, which is now all Hasidic Jewish. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was called... Um, Not Bensonhurst? My, uh, something Heights. No, Bensonhurst is where I had most of my growing okay. up, which was time I was 10. Um, but I'm trying to think of Diker Heights, not Diker Heights, what was it? Kings, something around. Anyway, it's one of the... Areas in Brooklyn, not far from Borough Park. Wow. And uh, then family moved to California for a year and a half, moved back, uh, back into Bensonhurst. Oh, sure. And then uh, uh, my mother left my father, and I went with her. I was 10 years old. And uh, we were out about a year and a half. My father kidnapped me from my mother. Really? During, yeah, huh? during the day when she was at work. Oh my so God. he came and kidnapped me. I didn't I see my mother for another five be, years. I think oh our next book might be Paul's memoir. Yeah, His well, life is fascinating. You really should write A couple that. of publishers that's are already talking to me. But, they want, but that's going to be quite a thing. you know. And, uh, do I want to do it? Do I want to dredge it all up again? Perhaps. Yeah. Um, it's worth telling. Um, I think my, my knowledge of the industry and my history in the mm-hmm. industry might be interesting for people to read. Yeah. Uh, my experiences. You, who would you have play your mom if you were going to make it into a oh, movie? A movie? Yeah, if you did it as a movie. Oh, good question. That's a very good question. Uh, uh, it would have to be um, someone about 40-ish. Uh, I haven't thought of that. Yeah. Who would play you? 
a kid. <laughs> what about who, play, maybe get a little Ch- Chaz Palminteri in there for your, for for the he's dad? Too, he's too, too old, old for the dad. Yeah. We're talking about when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I, my, I still re- you know it's so funny in my brain when I think of Chaz Palminteri, I still think he's like we did a movie together. He's a wonderful yeah. guy. What We're movie friends. did you guys do? Together? We did a movie called uh, Once Upon a Time in Queens. Oh yeah, it, uh, it's a pretty a couple of years ago. It's a pretty really yeah. good movie. Yeah, Paul uh, hits a guy in the head with a hammer. It's great. It's totally cool. Yeah, nice. I love <laughs> it. Hits him in the head with a hammer. Cracks his skull. It's the best thing ever. I can't. Yeah. I will go back and watch that. It's yeah. a good movie. I will watch Very it. Good movie. If That's you don't, movie. Paul will go to your house with a hammer. You said you're gonna watch the movie. That's terrifying. It's, yeah. you, well, you don't expect it, and he comes up. I'm like, oh my gosh! He just walked across the street and whacked this guy in the head with a hammer well, he, and he, dead. Uh, he, he hit my daughter in the face and threw her down. I said, "That's it. Now well, you're you die. gonna get the hammer." Oh my god! Wow. Did you, you do? You know, I play a boss, a big time yeah. boss. Oh, yeah. what a shock! And uh, yeah, I'm always playing. And um, but you're so good at it. I guess. Thank you. What about um? Uh, theater? Did you do live a lot of live? Theater? I started there. Yeah, I started in theater. I was. Uh, <clears throat> I started out actually as a singer uh, when I was sixteen, and I sang uh, in the Catskill Mountains and the Italian section called the Minestrone Belt. I had a job <laughs> for a month singing at Perella's Maple Leaf Inn. Oh and my god! And I get twenty-five dollars a week room and board, and the use of the owner's twenty-two to go in the back, and which I wanted to love in the woods and shoot. Oh sure. And then. Uh, the next year, I was on the Jewish side, which is called the Borscht Belt, mm-hmm. and I was what you call a tumbler. I was a social director. I was 17 years old. I told him I was 19. <laughs> and I never worked so hard in my life. I was up at 8 o'clock and started all the work and went to bed at 2, slept three or four hours a night, and just did everything, shows and things. In fact, Robert Klein was a, was a, a busboy then, but I put him in the shows because he was talented. Oh, he did sure. this thing, Mook, you know. And so Mike Black, Mike Black love loves him. Yeah, yeah huge yeah, fan. So he's a talented yeah. guy. So we were there, and, and uh, then from then, but I always wanted to be an actor, and I was always an actor in school. I was in all the plays. I was. A, okay, you have to tell me your first line now. Oh, all right. Well, I started in kindergarten, actually, mm-hmm. as an actor. And um, I was in a nutrition play. You were five, right? Mm-hmm. I was five. I was in kindergarten. Those are deep cuts right yeah. now. We're getting uh, deep yeah. cuts here. And... Uh, so I, I, uh, we, they had a rehearsal, and I walked out, and I, as soon as I walked out on the stage, I was home. I knew it right away. I, I remember it as if it were today. Wow. I walked out on that stage. I was so comfortable on that stage. It was as if I had lived lives before on the stage. Sure, sure. And uh, so we did the rehearsal, and the next day, we had a performance. So as I'm walking out to the performance, there were chalk marks indicating where I was supposed to stand. I was insulted. <laughs> and five, five years, years old. old. I was insulted. <laughs> wow. Because I, I, they think I don't know where to stand. I was truly insulted. Oh, my God. So they had um, stapled uh, two oak tags to me and one a picture of an oat, you know, mm-hmm. with watercolors, uh, oat. Sure, of course. And I walked out, and uh, these are my lines. I am Paul, Paul Oatmeal, true of heart and true of soul. Put me in your breakfast bowl. Yes, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Wonderful. And, and I never stopped acting born. in school from then on. I was oh always my God. in the dramatic society. I was always doing everything. And 
doing the plays. And I could have been an athlete, but didn't know that till I was in my 30s. Because I, we, played a, we never played ball. I had a catch, played a little basketball, but I had some ability for it. Mm-hmm. Did you do musicals on Broadway? Any musicals? Yeah, I did Bajour, which was a, a gypsy musical. I was uh, in the chorus, and I understudied the male lead. Um, didn't you Broadway? do... That one. Which one? You know. Fiddler? Yeah. I didn't do it on Broadway. Oh. I did Fiddler, though, in North Carolina. Uh, a 2,500-seat theater, and I sold out 10 performances. You would have killed. I would do anything to see you It was a wonderful thing for me to do. It was just a wonderful thing for me to do. I was offered to replace Zero when I was 40 years old. I was too young for it. I looked at it, and I said, you know, I'm an Italian. I don't, I can't, I don't understand this. Even though I grew up with Jews, most of my friends are Jews because sure. you know. So in Borough Park, you know, and uh, I said I don't understand him psychologically. I don't know why he takes all this. And when I was in my 60s, when they offered it again to yeah. do it at uh, Lincoln Center, uh, 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 no, that was Happy Fellow. When they offered it to, to me for North Carolina. I understood it very well, and I said, "This is an opportunity." Sure. And I went and did it, and I never had a better time on the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music is magnificent. Uh, uh, had some of the original Broadway cast members, mm. and you see, I was brought up in in Borough Park and in Brooklyn. <clears throat> so, if you think about it, it's almost as if my playmates were the grandchildren of Tevye. Absolutely. Because he migrated from the shtetl in uh, Russia and came to America and had children. That's the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's, I knew all the kids like that. I mean, they oh, yeah. were all, that's what they were. And we all played together, Italians and Jews. And uh, so every time when we came to the end, and I'm carrying the wagon, and Laser Wolf, where are you going? He said, Chicago. And <laughs> right. Always big, gets a laugh. Big laugh. And I was walking, and I'm saying, as I'm walking into the wings, I started to weep every night. I said, because, look, he had to leave his children behind, one yeah. of his children. He's never going to see her again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for, for, so to me, the story of Tevye, the, the milkman, is one of the most beautiful, enduring characters and stories I have ever read or ever been a part of. So it's one of the great joys of my life to have actually played him when I was right to play it, when I was in my 50s or 60s. It was, it was the right thing to do then, and I, I was pretty good in it, I think. Wow, amazing. And I enjoyed it so much. Oh, that's wow. the best. Then I, I got to play that. Most Happy Fella, which I always wanted to do, but that was at the New York City Opera about six, seven years ago, and we did uh, 15 performances, and I sold them all out, so, oh, which is kind of nice. God, that's the best. And I got best. some nice awesome. reviews. They said I had a Paul will probably be back. He's sort of looking to get into that in a little bit, you know? Yeah. Is there a Good. role that, like, it's just on your list of something you want to play Lear, someday? King Lear. King Lear. My oh. own production. I played it twice, mm-hmm. and I want to do that as a movie, and I want to do it as a stage play. It's, uh, it's the Shakespeare's best play. It's, uh, it's a... It's a Patty Chayefsky kitchen sink drama with the most beautiful lines ever written. Mm-hmm. And I've done it twice. And it is, I want to do it as a movie. And I have a whole adaptation of it um, for 1905, The Robber Barons mm-hmm. of America, Newport, oh Rhode God. Island. So that would be incredible. That would be a really good incredible. adaptation. So yeah. That's one of the things I want to do. Mm-hmm. There isn't much else in other roles that I'd want to do. I mean, that's probably it. Mm-hmm. 
Now, well, no, uh, hang on. There, now it's time for a, a little small thing we like to call Matt Walker is a huge nerd. <laughs> Matt, ask the question you've been waiting well, to I've ask. I've been wanting to ask because you were a part of one of the greatest TV dramas of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you played uh, Nikolai Roshenko on Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> That's right. You were thinking I was asking Law and Order, but you played Worf's brother. What was that like? You being were on great the on Star Law and Order, Trek? but he is a massive Star Trek. Well, fan. so yes. am I. I mean, yeah. I was a Trek. That's why I did it. They wrote it for me mm-hmm. because um, uh, I, you know, I, I wanted to. I wanted to do it. They wrote it for me. I, I knew some people. They said, "Okay, would you do it?" I said, "Sure." So they wrote it for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I got a chance to do it. Uh, well, I became uh, very friendly for that time. You know, mm-hmm. that's the way it works. You see each other, you never yeah. see each other again. We see each other 20 years later, but with uh, Dorn, you know, mm-hmm. Michael Dorn. Michael Dorn, yeah. And we went to dinner together. What a cool guy. He's Is that Data? Hmm? He data plays Warp. He was oh. Warp. We became friends with Data. When we saw Data. Oh, yeah, Brent Spiner. Data's Brent great. Spiner. Yeah. He's, uh, what a great actor. And Michael Dorn and I went out to dinner, and we played brothers, and we're both big mm-hmm. guys, and... Uh, uh, he he flies his own plane. He's yeah. a he's a very interesting guy and a good actor. And so he we had that. It was seems really like nice. when he's got all the Klingon makeup on and he's angry with you in the episode yeah. for most of the episode, basically. Yeah. Like how intimidating is that? Because he's giant. You can't scare me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. You got to get about ten guys, and then <laughs> I then I might say, well, let's get see, ten let's Klingons. figure it out. Man, he was a good fella. No, you know, I, ten Klingons. I, I really, <laughs> honestly, Klingons are honest, I, I don't get scared. Nobody yeah. intimidates me. I'm not intimidated by anybody mm-hmm. or anything. I'm just not. Now, when we go on set, it's always the other way around. I'm always like, <laughs> yeah. yes, Mr. Servino. Anything, Mr. Servino. What can we do? What can we do? You know, oh, so yeah. they are I think all. He and I were a good match because I yeah. reared back with a punch and I know how to do karate. So yeah. I, uh, oh, so yeah. I think we. we yeah, it was good brother conflict in that episode. But we could have. We could have. You know. But he's uh, a former football player. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy, but I'm a big guy too. You know. So. Yeah. so Paul's been in so many movies, and I've only seen a few because there are just so many. Mm-hmm. And so every once in a while, someone will come up and say, oh, I love you as this. And it happens. I'm like, what? What is that? <laughs> so the one that was the funniest to me is we're in Canada, and I get hit by a bike around in the hospital. And the doctor comes up and says, oh, Worf's brother. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, right. oh, God. And, and, you know, God. and here I think I might have a concussion. I'm like, yeah. did he call you Worf's brother? <laughs> I was doing a movie, and what they told does me that and mean? I raced to the hospital, you know. <laughs> yeah. oh I said, God. she's got a brain injury, and I was scared to death. <laughs> That must have been the worst. You were hit by a bike. Yeah. bicycle. I was, I was walking right. across the street sure. and like a courier in hit me. the crosswalk. Wow. And then what? the homeless guy says, "You suck, fuck you." You know, so <laughs> I mean, brought attention oh to it and everything. God. But I was smarter from it. I, mean, I wanted to find know. that guy and beat him to <laughs> beat him to death. But Absolutely. anyway, when the doctor came up and says, "Wart, your wharf's Worf's brother. brother," couldn't care less about what, what's going on with me, but which is all right. But, uh, yeah, every once in a while someone will come up and they'll call Paul a name like Capulet or, whatever. you know, yeah. whatever. Oh, Usually yeah. big Paul. Romeo and Juliet. That yeah. was a huge, yeah, that was a, huge a movie. really interesting <laughs> adaptation, too. Launched, I mean, it launched DiCaprio into Claire the Danes. stratosphere. Yes, it did. Yeah, and same yeah. with Claire Danes. Yeah. yeah she, well, she, look at where she is. She's so wonderful on that show. Homeland, oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah. saw Leonardo DiCaprio uh, for the Golden Globes. Was that no, it? Was a couple of months ago at the party. I know, but I think it was around that time. Yeah, and know. anyway... It was well, that, uh, he threw a party for, for Martin, Martin Scorsese's Scorsese. mm-hmm. movie, The Silence. Oh yeah, right. And they invited us, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, so we got. To, I hadn't seen uh, um, DiCaprio in a long time, but mm-hmm. it was nice to see him, and of course Marty. You know, it was great to see him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Martin, he was all over Paul, and you know, and just just the nicest guy. He's very yeah. short, he's a little guy, guy but sweet, the sweetest sweet guy. guy. And you're like, wow, you know, this guy's. 
so amazing and he's so brilliant and just couldn't be nicer. He's couldn't like be a more natural. Oh. Couldn't be more it's human. Simple. Yeah. Here's this guy with this incredible brain, and he's the simplest guy you would want to so know. He's so nice. When I when we did Goodfellas, the first rehearsal we did, uh, the first thing we we shot was uh, the scene where I say you've got to go back. You can't. You know. You, yeah. You got to go back to your wife. We can't do. What are we, Annie Molly? That kind. Mm -hmm. of, yeah. Well, so. We're, we're rehearsing, and we go run through it first, and he gets rid of the crew, which I do too when I direct. And so we're just doing it, the actor's director. And we go through it once. He said, oh, good, good. And I said to myself, good, this is terrible. And I'm talking about, I'm with Bobby De Niro. Yeah. And, uh, and Ray Liotta. But Bobby was a giant, you know, in, those, yeah. in that time. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I'm saying, you know, we're doing this thing, and nobody's any good, including me. This was terrible. I said, well, he likes that? So we do it again a couple more times, and all of a sudden it starts to get really good. And I said, no, he's not senile. You are. I said, this is superb, the way he works, because mm -hmm. he, he, the actor can do no wrong with him. He makes you feel like your, your uncle is taking care of you. It is, I've never seen anything like it. You feel elevated. Wow. And I was told about this by Pesci years ago. I've known Pesci many years. And he said, when you work with him, if you get a chance, there's nothing like it. Wow. You just feel elevated. And he directs improvisations. That's what he does. He, he you know, 40% of Goodfellas is improvised, uh, based on a terrific script by uh, Pelleggi, of course. Mm -hmm. but, well, yeah. but it's all changed. And Pelleggi, they're all happy with it. That's what they want. Right. And so when, when I realized, I said, this is incredible stuff because he has, he makes the actor the collaborator and mm -hmm. any really good director does that, but there are only a few. Yeah. Some of them just want to, uh, most of them just want to tell you what to do. And of course, me, nobody tells me anything, you know, at this point in my life, you know, you yeah. don't, you, I look at them, oh, sorry, Mr. Sorvino, you know, yeah. that kind of thing, because <laughs> I've had enough, you know. Yeah. I have no shit. <laughs> you know, you've got to prove it to me now, you know. Yeah, but um, I've been lucky to work with a few terrific young directors in the last couple of years, and a new director who's actually a doctor, the leading MS doctor in the world. His name is Howard Weiner. He's uh, and he directed a movie that we're going to do. We're, we have a screening at uh, Tribeca of in a, in a oh my God. couple of weeks uh, called Amazing. the Last Poker Game. Um, Marty Landau and I star in this. Oh wow! Uh, How cool is that? Oh, he's a cool Landau's so a coolest nice. guy. Oh, I want to know. So great. Oh my God! What a great guy. And so, uh, uh, so there. And then there's um, this, this guy, like Dave Darren Rodriguez. Bowsman? This guy's around newcomers. Uh, Darren Bowsman, yeah, one repo. of my favorites in the world. Like Repo. I mean, we've got these young kids. Oh, come. Darren Bowsman oh, is a great director. Saw oh, two and three. Yeah. Repo, the genetic opera. Oh, uh, that's a huge so one. Great. Hallelujah! Did you see the Hallelujah one? Yeah. Uh, that's the sequel. Oh yeah. It's okay. called. Um, uh, Devil's mm. Carnival, Hallelujah, so where good. I sing a couple of different songs in it. Oh my God! Yeah, so you have some, I've, I've been lucky. Yeah, in the last four or five years, I've come across only really good directors. Mm. I don't know why, because early in my career, I came across some jerks. <laughs> but sure. In the last four or five years, maybe because I'm careful about what I do, mm -hmm. I don't like it. If I don't like the material, I will not do it. I never did. Yeah. But and I, I can, I kind of judge it well. And there's a. New, the directors of today are not, not the way they were. The old-time guys thought they were, you know, like a Che Guevara or something mm -hmm. or, or Castro. A yeah. lot of them would just want to tell you what to do. And, of course, I wouldn't take that shit from anybody. Yeah. Warren Beatty said something to me mm -hmm. uh, when we were doing uh, Reds in 82. 
uh, he said, you know, you should never be nervous when you walk on a set. You're the best actor on any set. I said, what are you telling me? I'm the greatest actor in the world. He said, yeah, it's just, that's his opinion. That's fine. Sure. And uh, I said, how come I'm not making time reading a picture? He said, oh, that's easy. You haven't learned how to eat shit yet. <laughs> that's yeah. what no, he said. Paul does not wow. do that. I have never done it. No. Nope. I have never mm-hmm. acquired that taste. And uh, when I shaved, uh, I didn't shave this morning, but when I shaved yesterday, I said, you know, whatever this is, you own it, all of it. I never mm-hmm. changed it for anybody. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, Hell I'm yeah. not arrogant. In a certain way, I'm kind of humble about my work and about my place in the world. Absolutely. I hold no man's head higher than mine or lower than mine unless he proves different. And, I, and the work is more important than all of us. The real work of it. Um, we were just watching an interview with Faye Dunaway. She talks just like I do. Us, mm-hmm. All of us from that generation mm-hmm. yeah. have that feeling about, you know, Duval, all of all the really, really good practitioners of this feel about it the same way. We want to really be, we want to really be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what's important to us, not stardom, not, not but, but, the importance. So, of, do you, do you the, have a favorite role that you've work. played? Like one that you look back and you're like, that was my best work. Is there something you look to? There's several. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think Goodfellas is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm very good in a movie called uh, Mambo Italiano. Very funny movie. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Very funny oh, movie. My god. Uh, I like what I did in Oh God, The Preacher. Mm-hmm. You were awesome in Nixon. In Nixon, I like what I did. I mean, I think that was a, a characterization that that's as good as I can do, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of happy with that. Mambo Italiano was uh, very funny. About a about two uh, gay kids. Two gay yeah. kids. Yeah. Right. And I'm the father of a gay, I'm an Italian immigrant, uh, father of a, one of the gay boy, guys. Is, uh, and, and of course, I don't want to admit it. So, no, my son is an homosexual, like that. And so, right, yeah. And then when I know and I agree to it, I say, my son is the best homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> and my son is a no-catcher. He's a pitcher. <laughs> I love it. So it's a very funny movie written by Steve Galuccio, uh, a gay man who's one of the great writers of our time. Oh, and he's, he's actually written the movie we're going to do in Toronto. Oh my he's God. a great writer, a great uh, Italian, am, Canadian writer. I'm from uh, London, Ontario, from oh, Canada. Yes? And I was in uh, Montreal with my yeah. family, and my mom turned to me and she said, uh, you're not going to believe this. There is this wonderful play that is in, Did you in see Toronto it? called Mambo Italiano. Yes, it was a play for three and years. I bought yeah, the I tickets and we're going to go see it. And so we drove to Toronto from Montreal, me, my mom, and my sister, we arrive in Toronto. Yeah. We walk up to the front of the theater and we're like, where's the show? Where's the play? And she goes, I have the tickets right here. She opens the, the her purse, pulls the tickets out. They're for Mamma Mia. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I go, what the hell is Mamma Mia? And she goes, I don't know what this is. I thought this was the Mambo That's Italiano. Funny. We go in and we watch Mamma Mia. My mom... My mom fucking hates Abba. ABBA so much. I love ABBA. That she she wrote on her arm. This is not a joke. She took out a pen and wrote on her arm, this is worse than when I had cancer. That's what she wrote during She's the funny. show. Oh, it was, your mother's funny. A very funny that lady. Funny. But yeah, we were so upset that it wasn't Mambo Town. And then we, when the movie oh, came God. out, we watched the movie. And That's the movie a terrific. Was Wouldn't you say it's a very funny movie? It's a fantastic yeah. movie. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the things I'm most proud of. And of course... Years and years ago, movies like uh, Oh God, uh, Naturally I Played the Preacher, and, and things like uh, A Touch of Class, I'm rather proud of, uh, um, Where's Papa, mm-hmm. certain characterizations that you really fall for, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, there was a television special, uh, Westinghouse special, called Dummy. It was about a deaf lawyer that we alluded mm-hmm. to before. Yeah. His name was Lowell Myers. 
and he was the only deaf trial lawyer in America. He wrote a book called Law and the Deaf. It changed the laws all across the country. <clears throat> he went profoundly deaf when he was 12 years old. And he went to law school, and, and uh, they didn't want to let him in. They said, uh, how you? half of our students fail. He said, you can't, even, you can't hear. How you, how are you gonna? He said, don't I have the right to fail? Wow. So he graduated second in his class. Oh, my God. I said, how Amazing. did you do it? He said, I wore out the books. Wow. He said, maybe it was better. I couldn't hear the professors. I wore out the books. And, of course, he had a great mind. Jeez. He was also a CPA. for In the daytime, he was a CPA for Sears. And at night, he was an accountant, and he was a lawyer. And he was a trial lawyer pro bono for the deaf community. And oh he never God. lost a case on appeal. I, I so wouldn't doubt it. The movie Dummy is a terrific movie with LeVar Burton, which mm -hmm. is how I did um, Star, Trek Star Trek because yeah. LeVar and I were friends. And he said, I said, it's a terrific show. He said, would you go on it? I said, sure. And he set it up. Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Amazing. Well, listen, it has been an insane no, pleasure. No, you don't understand. No. I got two more hours to talk. <laughs> hey, you, take, you talk all you guys want. Well, we got to uh, plug the book. Well, let's talk, yeah. let's talk about the, the book, book uh, b before we wrap up. Do you have a favorite recipe up? from the book? Yeah, what's, what's your favorite, your favorite thing favorite? to make? I don't know. I think the, uh, well, my favorite recipe in the world is probably pasta fasul, mm -hmm. which sure. is beans with macaroni, cannellini beans with macaroni made with a little tomato sauce and, uh, and olive oil and garlic. That's it. And it's, it's the simplest dish to make. When I had my restaurant in New York called Sarvino's about 20 years ago, a very high-level, high expensive restaurant, uh, the most, the, we had lobster, we had everything, the best steaks, everything. Yeah. And the, the biggest dish was pasta fasol because it's so delicious. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it costs about 50 cents to yeah, make and we charge $14. A simple dish <laughs> that's. And it's simple, but, you know, we have, we'll have it every once in a while out and it's never right. So ready. delicious. And just yeah. nobody else can do it like Paul. So he makes delicious. it perfectly. So we'll have to have you over. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I love how you guys set up the book where it has like full menus of all the different mm -hmm. types oh, yeah. of. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's. it's this is all. All her concept. Uh, yeah. Look, it's a whole I, I got to tell you, um, it's a map. I'm a professional writer. I wrote a book in 85, which was a bestseller, Curing Asthma, called How to Become a Former Asthmatic. I was a top copywriter, one of the most prominent in New York at the time. Wow. I had offers to run the biggest shops in the country and wanted to act again. I just didn't want to do that. I was getting an ulcer from it. But uh, she is a she's a blogger. She's a professional writer, too. But when she... When you look at the structure of this book, I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a good hired hand. When you look at the structure of this book, that's all Didi. Amazing. The concept, the structure, the idea, and it's all her. It is it's a great. gorgeous, gorgeous, yeah. beautiful book. Where can people get this book? All bookstores, Barnes & Noble, yep. everywhere. You can buy it on Amazon, pinotpastamparties.com. Also, uh, if you wouldn't mind, mm -hmm. it would be great if people could follow Didi Sarvino on Instagram. And Absolutely. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going to start following you. I looked you up and you're amazing. Oh, pish posh. No, you're so funny. <laughs> We're going to pish tush. Hey, come on. And then Storks, my gosh. Hey, Can you listen. do that voice? Uh, oh, he's like the bro, the bro voice. Uh, <laughs> talk like that the whole movie, like a moron. The more it's unintelligible fantastic. I talked, the more they loved it. Um, but we'll post pictures of the recipes yeah. and of the, I mean, of the of the photos Great. and the book and everything on there. We'll tag you guys and make sure and that everybody gets it. Thank you for the fireball whiskey. Boy, that's good. Now Paul loves it. He Boy, just had good. a second glass. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Perfect. You guys are the best. <laughs> this is so incredible. Any other uh, social media stuff that we should know? Like, are you guys on anywhere? Oh, I'm a master of that. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh. I'm from Brooklyn. Well, well, I got your social media right here. It's hanging. You want to see some social media? It's over here. That's why I was saying Instagram, that's Twitter. That's, yeah. He's like, I'm not yeah. doing that. There's all DD. You guys are the best. Thank you again so much Thank for you. having us. Thank you. It's been fun. Really, This is awesome. Yeah. This was great. Thanks a lot. And uh, don't forget to... Uh, follow Matt on the internet. Uh, Funnymat.com. I got links to everything there. Or if you are upset with my questions about Star Trek and think that I overlooked something I should have asked, please let me know at MattWalkerSucks.com. Absolutely. Why would you be upset? <laughs> People get upset. People, People get, get, get upset with him all they the time. He's know. a very upsetting show. person. One of the great yeah. shows of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Glickman on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe Excuse to the me. Nighttime Show. Pod. You're Jewish? What? Yeah. You're yes. Jewish? Yep. Uh, I got to rehearse. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. This is a blast. Yes, we came in in a clean state of the house and in a Shabbos. Oh, he in a Shabbos. Yes, we came in at the house and I chanced about about him from the state of the The right chance about about him from the state of the Wait, what, what is that? That's a chazendel of Shabbos, a cantor for the Sabbath. Oh, my God. How, how is Paul Servino more Jewish than this? you are? He's, he's, because, he's more Jewish than because I Because I grew up I very Jewish. He is. I grew up very much in admiration of the Jewish culture. I was always in Jewish homes. They were in my home. Uh, so I went to Israel on my own money. And it's oh his only God. friends are Jewish. I'm not kidding. Well, most We're all Jewish. Jewish. That's well, a fact. Uh, so... Um, well, now you have one more. One yeah. more, uh, thank God. Yeah, I was afraid of that. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, man. Well, can you stick around while, we, while Paul fries up some sausages? Yes, yeah. please. Fry up right. some sausages. Go. You, oh, our audience is going to be so jealous because we get to eat and you are probably Drink in your car. Thanks a lot for listening. Yes, you